All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 173. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. Visit us over at Twitter at PS This Is Awesome and Tumblr, pssisawesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find, uh, I can't even talk today. You can find me, anchorless underscore 81, and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write the show at PS This Is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share this show with your friends as you, uh, and be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. Essentially, uh, without going into details, we're going to talk about the news, we're going to talk about games coming out, we're going to talk about what we're playing, and we're going to wrap things up with a, with a closing song. But uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I want to remind everybody um, that you can watch this on YouTube. We ask that you head over there to indulge in some of our daily video content. And like I said earlier, PS is Awesome is the channel, and we put up some trailer reactions this past week to a lot of the PSVR stuff that Sony showcased on the YouTube channel. There's my reaction to Fract. We talked about that last episode, um, which is getting a lot of love. And then we had some people write in on my reaction to Song of the Smoke. Song and the Smoke. Remember that one we talked about, Jake? But mm, yes, yeah. people are really excited about that one. The survival PSVR game. So I've got some trailers up there where I just do uh, some reactions to. But I do want to apologize as the game video on those this past week was a little choppy. It was the way that it was done with OBS and the way that I recorded it. And uh, I wasn't going to go do disingenuous reactions uh, because I had captured my reaction in real time, and the, the game footage was a little choppy on those reactions, so my apologies. But with that all out of the way, Jake, how are you doing? The sun's still up. It's in, it's interesting. This is Saturday, right? The fact that the sun is out at all is interesting. Yeah, 6.30 p.m. on a Saturday, Northwest PA, got the sun out. It's good. feels good. Yeah, I spent some time outside today. It was nice. Yeah, yeah, good. Would you uh, clean up the yard, or what are you doing out there? No, I mean, I need to, but I was just outside playing with the dogs. That's more important than the yard anyways. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I uh, man, I had a really rough week, long week at work, and then, you know, I don't know if you listen uh, or if you know or not. I'm sure you're probably a little bit dialed into I've got that, that. So I guess what I'll do is I can plug myself real quick, promote myself a little bit. Um Long long night last night. Uh, I have a split 12-inch record that came out. We did a real limited run of this. For any listeners who are interested in my music, I know there's some out there. There are only five copies of this vinyl record at the time of the recording available. Uh, we sold the majority of them on day one. It hasn't even been a full 20 hour, 24 hours, but spent a lot of time with this project, man, and it just zaps the life out of you. Like, you love doing it. It's a labor of love, and, you know, I'm not very business savvy, uh, and it's like one of those things, like, oh, I am business savvy. You know, I, I kind of go full out with, with the stuff that I do music-wise. You know that. Like, I just, I don't know. I want things to look nice and be professional and offer a good product, and for this record, we we had the jackets uh, screen printed, like actually handmade. So Lost Trail Press did these jackets and uh, that was a big process because they literally, they, they literally ordered like a hundred pieces of like really nice, like thick paper that you can make record jackets out of. So just like big flat paper. And then they made all these screens and then they literally just like old school 
ink on paper, screen, screen, three screens. And then they went and they folded and cut each of these record jackets individually by hand and glued them all together. And and not only that, we, it's a clear vinyl record, and they, they screened the B side of the record uh, so that it shows through the clear record, but they had to do it reverse. So like when you put it on your turntable, it comes through uh, the information. It's a one-sided 12-inch record. It's a split with my buddy Donnie Consola. So this is a big deal. It cost us a lot of money to make, and we were really trying to recoup our money, and, and we, we knew we were going to be taking a loss. Not a big loss on it, but it's one of those things where like art is like – Sometimes art just needs to be made just to be made. You know, it needs to be out there. It's an important thing. And uh, we didn't take much of a loss. And we're actually hoping that some of the, we get like a little bit of a windfall with digital sales. So we'll see. So once this vinyl sells out, we only have five left. And uh, once it sells out, um, hopefully people head over to the Bandcamp page, fredoakman.bandcamp.com, and download some uh, MP3s. That would be awesome. And uh, if you don't want to, that's fine. But I, you know, I have to take advantage of this platform to talk briefly about myself. You know, you guys are lucky. I don't put a lot of my music on our show, uh, although it is superior music. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't try to. Uh, you know, I, I it always makes me uncomfortable to kind of talk about myself, but. I try to do as little about as little of that as possible on the show. But for those who are aware that, that I, I do music, Jake plays in my band, The Flood. Jake was not on this record, though. It was just me. Um, but it, it's out there if you're interested. So, dude, my entire weekend, like last night, the album, we released it at 8.30, right, p.m.? Because I did a split with Donnie, which means like we each have f- two songs on it, and then we co-wrote a song. So there's five songs on the first side of the record. And uh, he's like – he's a he's a veterinarian, so – he was he's like doing this crazy commute right now he's like working down by pittsburgh right now so like by the time he could get back to the area and we could just sit back and relish just having this thing behind us it's out we've been teasing it for a while uh he couldn't like really get to my house till like eight o'clock on friday and everyone was like why the hell are you releasing at 8 30 that's such a weird time why, why don't you just have it come out on Friday, well, the reason was was that like people have no clue how much time and effort it takes to put out a freaking record. Like it's ridiculous. It's not like a one stop shop the way we did this one. It was just like you know, lyric sheets were done separately, jackets were done separately. The vinyl was uh, it was a stereo lathe cut done by this place in Ohio, and we just we piecemealed this thing together to make this really unique package. And then we were really concerned about like. I have my my website right, so it, my store, my website. In order to do like a limited quanti- quantity, I had to upgrade my subscription service for my website because it was like one of the features that was locked behind a paywall. And I was like, well, we we only made thirty of these. Like, what are the chances that like when this thing drops, like we just sell out in like the first twelve hours and people over purchase? Then we got to worry about refunding. And like, no, that's bullshit. We're not even messing with that. I don't want to get this thing behind us. So I bought it up for, it was like an extra 14 bucks for the month or whatever. But uh, we decided to split the cost on that so we don't have to worry about that. And uh, they, they nickel and dime you everywhere, everywhere. The reason why I'm selling it on my website is because Bandcamp will take a big portion, you know, of, of the sale. Uh, and we were trying to cut out the middleman so that the money could come back to us so we could recoup most of what we put into the record just to break even. But, you know, I, I'm not even going to do it. Anyways, we sold a lot of them. So Donnie was over and then we spent 
Have you ever tried to fucking package a 12 inch record like in so that it, like it doesn't get damaged in the mail? They have these specific mailers, which I had to buy 50 more of those. They're on their way. They're not cheap. You know, it's like like a buck a piece. So you try to package these mailers and uh, or package the records in these mailers. And you got to put spacers like cardboard spacers in there because like these mailers are set. So like they're they're made for like one record, two or three, depending on where you fold the lines. But even at one, it says, you know, you should be putting at least one spacer in there so it doesn't like get banged around inside the package. So, you know, I had a lot of these mailers left over from my Gasoline Heart when that came out on vinyl, but I only had about 15 of them. So I did like this emergency Amazon Prime order to get 50 more because I didn't know how many we were going to sell. And I felt like, man, I'm under, I'm under, uh, I don't have enough. I don't have If we sell more than 15 of these, it's going to be very difficult to mail them all in a timely manner, which really sucks because last time it was that I didn't have the records and I had sold them and the record was delayed in coming. But now it was like I didn't have the mailers. So anyways, Donnie stayed late and we packed uh, the first – we had sold 19 records uh, between what? Like 8, 8.30 p.m. and like midnight. And I was like, you know what, Donnie, let's just get these packed up. You're going on a hiking trip this weekend. Help me with this. Dude, he didn't leave the house till 3 a.m. And, like, we had already been kind of celebrating and drinking and stuff. So, like, we were, like, kind of, like, trash trying to, like, fold and get these records together. And I was like, it's going to be, like, one of those moments where, like, you're watching a movie where it's, like, these people are wrapping Christmas presents and drinking so much eggnog. And they're thinking, in their mind, they're doing a great job. And then they come out of their stupor the next morning. And, like, there's, like, wrapping hanging from the ceiling and spinning on the fans. And, like, you know, everything just looks like shit. But, no, actually, we did a pretty good job. Records got mailed out. But, dude, I've been so busy with this release this week. Like... Like, I, this is where it's going to curtail a video game talk. I haven't played any new games for once, but I did beat a Plague Tale. That's all I got, man. I, I haven't. We're going to go over the news, but I have not looked at any other games. And I've, I haven't really looked at much of the news. I've been so consumed by this freaking project. Jake, talk to me. You look pensive over there. Well, I, I was just... Uh consuming this marathon story that you were just telling about your record process. It's a pain in the ass. It's, it's a labor of love. <clears throat> sure. Um, actually, for the most part this week, I've been playing the Outriders demo. Okay. Because we had talked about it a couple weeks ago, forgot to download it. Then last week we had made a, there was a news point about how they were patching it and it was like 2 million downloads or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I decided to download it and give it a try. And, um, it's pretty good. I don't know. Like it's not, I mean, it's a live service game. So think your destinies, your divisions, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not as good as destiny or the division probably, but it's still really good, like way better than I expected it. I thought it was just going to be like kind of a shitty game. Yeah. And, uh, the concept is really crazy. Like the, the theme is very, and the game itself is very mature. Like there's a lot of like gore and like, think like trying to think of like the best way to describe it. Imagine something like, borderlands but serious mm. with like you know a destiny or division style like game mechanics meaning like the 
online service thing. Like it's basically the whole, the concept is humanity. It, it's a relatively trite uh, concept, but humanity basically destroyed the earth. And so they sent these arc ships out to try and find a new planet for humanity to live on. And they find this place they get there. They're like, oh, this is perfect. And then they basically – you find out when you get there that the, that there's something really fucked up about the planet. There's this thing called the anomaly, which are these crazy storms that just like – some people, it gives them powers and, and everyone else, it just vaporizes them. So there's like this weird thing about the planet and then – but before – they basically bring all the people down before you have the opportunity to kind of stop them from bringing them down. Once you find this thing happens and what ends up happening is that, you know, I, I don't, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but you end up going into cryo and then you wake up like 30 years later after humanity lands on the planet and then this anomaly thing just like fucks everything up, like destroys all the technology, like everybody's back to square one and everyone's just fighting for resources and they're on this planet and mm. they're pinned in by this weird storm system that's killing people. And like, um, so you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? Like everything is, it's literally like, uh, borderlands, how you have those, like, like the, not I guess bandits or whatever, but like the, the crazy like gangs that are just subhuman, right. They're out there just murdering each other right. and like cannibalistic and all this kind of crazy crap. It's like Mad Max esque. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, so the interesting thing about it is that the game is, it looks really good graphically. The animations are kind of weird, which is kind of, it's, it's bizarre. Like, one of the things that I – a pet peeve of mine about games is, like, I don't think that animations have to be great, right? I don't think they do. As long as, like, they're serviceable, you know, I'm not going to bitch if a game doesn't have animations like The Last of Us Part Two. But you ever notice, like, games that, that just, like, your character is wearing a trench coat, for example, and the animations – don't make the the trench coat is like stiff yeah it doesn't flow with the character so like when the character bends their knees the trench coat is like it's like a box rigid fuck it like looks stupid you know what i mean yeah and so like that's like one of the main outfits that you get in this game is a fucking trench coat everything else looks great but then you've got this weird animation where the trench coat doesn't like flow or flex or anything that's weird and it just looks all goofy now on the other side of that is that outside of the cinematics the game runs seemingly at a flat 60 frames. Oh, nice. So it, it runs very well. Um, one of the cool things about it is it's got a different, and this may or may not kind of be the key to its success, other than the fact that the world is kind of interesting, um, is that the key to the gameplay is aggression. So, like, all of your basically you become one of these, uh, you know, it's like in destiny, you're like the fucking guardian or, or whatever, where it's like, you get these special powers from the anomaly. Like you, you don't get killed chosen. by it. You, you're one of the guys that gets the powers. Right. Yeah. So you get to choose your class, which is what type of powers you want to deal with. 
And then, but every single class, the powers are generally offensive in nature. Mm. And the way that you heal yourself is by using your powers to essentially kill bad guys. All right. So it rewards you and kind of forces you to basically just deal as much damage and kill as many people as possible. So the gameplay is very like frenetic and like aggressive. Kind of like Doom then. Yeah, but it's a cover-based shooter. So it's this weird like kind of juxtaposition of like a cover-based system like the division where you're hiding behind cover a lot, but you need to but be then, aggressive. like the key to your survival is you got to like jump out and murder <clears throat> dudes or else you're going to die. And it's not like if you don't kill people, you die. Like you could still hide and never get hit and you won't die. But like, right. if you take damage, you have to heal yourself by using your powers and all that stuff. But, uh, I don't know. It could be interesting. It could be too much. Like if they don't balance it, right. Like once I got the hang of it, it seemed like it worked pretty well. But they have a cool feature, too, which they don't have in any of these other um, live service games like Diablo 3. I don't know if you remember in Diablo 3, there's like a difficulty setting where it's like tiers, right? It's like the easy, normal, hard. And then after hard, it's like whatever, like super hard, super duper hard and then it's like torment one through 15 or whatever the hell it is and like every single tier is more difficult but you get better loot drops Mm -hmm. you get you know more gold find chance like more xp per kill things like that anties up though yeah right so this thing this game is the same way it has what's called like uh it's called like a world like what you want the world level to be, I think is what they call it. And it all, it looks almost like the fucking level, the the difficulty screen in Diablo where it's like you pick which world level you want. And then when you're on that level, like if you're on a higher level, it's harder, but you get more XP, you get more gold find, you get more, you know, weapons. It's how the division like working there. right now. Yeah. But, um, so you can like, like if you're a guy like me who doesn't want to play with other people, you could just turn the difficulty all the way down and just fucking play it, and you won't, really won't have trouble playing through the game. Right. Now, I only played the demo, so I don't know. How long do you but, have uh, in this game? What's that? How long have you played this game? Um, I want to say I probably have five or six hours Ooh, that's quite into a bit. it. Yeah. But, like, you can... Um, surprisingly, the demo is relatively robust. Like, I mean, it's... Or, I, not robust, but it's relatively like lengthy for a demo. Yeah. You know, you have like the whole prologue sequence before you actually choose your class and everything is like a fucking hour long. It's actually honestly too long, but it informs like the game, right? So you play it the first time. And then after that, every character you make, you don't have to do the prologue. You just jump in, pick your class, play the game. That's good. Um, so I've tried two of the classes <clears throat> so far. I thought maybe I'd try a couple. The, there's, four classes total i thought i maybe would try the other two just to kind of see what it's like um but yeah i don't know it's cool Cool. i like it it's you know it's it's definitely something new and interesting yeah that's yeah that's kind of what i'm in the market for right now i i'm kind of at a toss-up whether i should be playing concrete genie because i hear it's an abbreviated experience it's not like a really long game i to be honest plague a Plague Tale was like longer than I expected it to be. 
you know? Yeah, and that I, is. I didn't realize what I was diving into. I, I wasn't quite mentally prepared for the... It wasn't a slog. It was fun, but it was just a lot of stealth and a lot of just, like, it's fine. And I felt that's, like the ending yeah. was pretty anticlimactic also. It's, yeah, it's fine. I mean, that's kind of like what we talked about last week when we were talking yeah. about it. The, the, the big... It's... It's long for a game that is literally stealth only. Yeah. If it was like, you know, a, a stealth game, but with action elements and stuff where you could choose how you play, kind of like Metal Gear or something like that, yeah. it could be that long and not be that big of a deal. But for a game that where you're literally just creeping around the whole time, it feels very long. Yeah, it felt like a long game. So I don't know if I should do that or maybe jump into Final Fantasy VII at this point. I don't know. I, I mean, Dude, Final Fantasy VII. That's a long game, so too. Good. That's it long. Took me like, right? It took me like 50 hours oh, to beat. Oh, God. Yeah. But, See, I'm not looking for that right now. I don't know what to play. I mean, dude, honestly, you should try You should try Outriders. It's free. I mean, just download the demo and just play it and see what it, I mean, you don't... Because I don't even know if the game is out yet. So Yeah, I don't know And the either. cool thing about it is that it's a demo, not a beta. So the demo is not going away. Mm. That's why they keep patching it. Mm-hmm. You can just play it and jump in and figure it out and see if you like it. And then if you do like it, your character, you can carry it over to the you real You probably game. just like, purchase the game and you already have it downloaded in the demo, probably. The demo it is like 20 some gigs, it. right? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, honestly... The, you know, if you don't play it, you're not really missing out on much, but it would yeah. be, I think that you might enjoy it and it would be like an interesting kind of talking point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll grab it just to, I thought about it. I just haven't done that. I mean, I've been so, like I said, I'm, if I feel, a li- if I seem a little uh, less talkative today, I'm just so damn beat from last night in the week. But yeah, man, I'm happy to. I almost forgot that we even do the podcast on the weekends. Like, it just like slipped my mind, and I was like, "Oh shit, I should get a hold of Jake and figure out when we're gonna do this." So, anyways, man, appreciate you being here. That's cool that you're playing that. Uh, are you playing anything else? Well, I was. I did start. I started Vanquish. I mean, I talked about yeah, that last weekend, yeah. but it's just like one of those things where when I jumped into, they're both like cover based kind of shooters. And Vanquish has a kind of a wonky control scheme. So I didn't want to jump back and forth between Outriders and Vanquish. I was like, I want to play Outriders until I'm done with it. And then I'll jump back in and play more Vanquish because I don't want to have to get, because one of them uses circle to fucking dodge. One of them uses square to dodge. Like one of them, you know, use it's, it's they're different enough. Yeah. And so I, I didn't really want to mess with that at all. I mean, there's some other stuff that I was looking at maybe downloading, but yeah. Uh, oh, I've been playing uh steamroll dig two on my, Vita. Oh, it's so good. I got my Vita back out, uh, and started playing that. I haven't played my Vita in fuck. I don't know. Months. Screen's Every good. Every time I go it's to pick up fine. my Vita, it's dead. What's yeah. that? Screen's working good. Everything's good. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's rock solid. I, I mean, at least I haven't had any issues with it. So yeah, I had to replace uh, yeah, my screen. Dude, SteamWorld Dig, just the first one, and I mean, even the second one, it's just a great, like, it's time good. killer game. Like, you just, yeah. there's something, there's something cathartic about just, like, jumping down into the fucking ground and just, like, mining shit and then coming back out and, like, upgrading and going back down. Yeah. And my, I will admit that I don't remember if the first one was like this, but I will admit that it does, it is kind of irritating at the beginning. You have to keep going back up and like recharging your lantern and yeah. going back down. Otherwise it gets dark. Like, I don't know if that was a thing in the first one or not. I don't, cause it's been so long since I played it, mm-hmm. but like 
you can light these torches all along the way when you're down in the ground. Why can't I fucking use one of the torches to recharge my lantern? Why do I have to go all the way back to the surface to recharge it it's just it's just a quirk of the game that's like it becomes less of an issue as you upgrade and yeah stuff, but it, like it becomes not an issue annoying. At all, yeah. i mean yeah it, well it's it's one of those things where it's just consuming your time like you if you could it's like like my whole idea with like wanting to be able to teleport it's like i know where i want to be i don't have to get in my car i don't have to like get gas i don't it's just let me be there so i don't have to worry about the trip it's like yeah. one of those things. Like I know what my goal is. I know what I want to do. I can think it faster than I can do it, and that's frustrating. <laughs> it's, yeah. I think those are the situations that are the worst. Like when you can when you can play the whole scenario out in your head and like the snap of your fingers, but it's going to take you twenty minutes to actually execute it. That's just so frustrating. All right. Well, let's move into the news, man. Um, thanks again to the listeners for being here with us today. We are into the f- uh, March. What? It's almost spring, I think, right? Like, March thirteenth is the today's date. I don't know what the first. I think day spring's is coming up, April something, in the next uh, couple of days or something, a week or so. First day of spring is March twentieth. Yeah, so we're a week out. We're like a week out from official spring, man. It's time to get that motorcycle back out. You know, still a little chilly for that. I mean, we did have a couple of days this week that were nice and warm. I thought about it, but it's just like one of those things where it's like you don't want to be that person, right? Well, no, no, I don't mind. It's just it's a process to get it all back get the out. Battery, you know, so, the, yeah. So yeah, so it's like if I'm not going to be able to continuously, I'm not going to do all this shit and then have to put it back away for a month because we had one nice day. Yeah, you know it just I mean? seems it's a little overkill. All right. Well, hey, let's the, the probably the most important news piece. Let's just kick it off. Let's get this let's get this podcast like really bumping right now. According to Phil Spencer. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Daylight savings time is tonight? What's that mean? It means the fucking clocks move forward tonight and we get in an extra hour. Okay. What the hell? Is that right? How come no one's talking about well, this? Well, we we lose an hour tonight of sleep, right? But we get an extra hour of daylight. Which means it's going to be like light tomorrow at like 7 o'clock. 7.30. Well, it's like light now, and it's like 7 o'clock. So 8 o'clock, it'll yeah. be light out. That'll be awesome. That'll be nice. It really yeah. affects anyway, this area. No, that's fine. Phil Spencer, uh, there's going to be uh, – there will be exclusive exclusivity. Man, I can't speak today. I'm so tired. I got like zero sleep. To some of the Bethesda games outside of MMOs, of course, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo will be coming to Sony, but it looks like there will be some exclusive games to Xbox moving forward. This is a direct quote from him. It's taken off a push push square. It says, I'm going to try to be as clear as I can because that's what I, I just think it's fair. So obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through as always, as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms and we're going to go support those games on the platforms they're on. We are communities of players, or there are communities of players. We love those communities and will continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or a legacy on different platforms that we'll go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where games pass where game pass exists. And that's our goal. 
That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building and the creative capability we will be able to bring to the market for our Xbox customers. It is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here. So that's... There's, there's some... There's, I mean, we can break this down a little bit. He's... And, and he doesn't say... He does say, doesn't he? He says... Uh, delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. So their goal is to make these uh, Bethesda games exclusive. The ones that they can. You know, Ghostwire Tokyo and whatever this other one is. So, uh, now they say that games that have a legacy with other consoles... You know they they uh, you know want to continue to serve them on the co- on the consoles that they have a legacy on, but I mean it could be argued that Doom and you know these other games Fallout. I don't know that they have a legacy. What's that mean? Does it mean that like that was their home, or does no, that I mean think they're just saying? I think that they're just they saying have historically history. historically they've been released on PlayStation. So to me, what this says is that. New IP coming out of Bethesda may be exclusive to Xbox. At the very least, it'll have timed exclusivity. Yeah. But that games like the fucking big ones, like Fallout Scrolls, like Fallout, like Doom, like Wolfenstein, like those games are likely to be released everywhere. Wow, we can only speculate, right? I mean, he's kind of, but he starts this whole thing off. I hate it when people say this. I'm going to be as clear as I possibly can. And then they speak this weave of fucking webs. And it's just like, okay, just tell us. Is Fallout going to come to the PlayStation? Is Doom going to come to the PlayStation? Is whatever other games, I don't even know. I, I, I'm so like uh, tired right now. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like what other games are on Bethesda right now? Like are part of this deal that people would want to come to Sony still? There are they're, some big ones. There's a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, they're not going to say. I mean, they're not going to say until the games are announced or probably even close to launch. I mean, Sony didn't even fucking acknowledge that the show was coming to other platforms until like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and they're like being lobsters. They're being, so yeah, I don't. But know. I just I I honestly the problem is is that the Elder Scrolls, Elden specific, Ring, right? specifically those. Well, Elden Ring is is a from software game that's unrelated. Oh, but it sounds Elder like Elder Scrolls, Scrolls. Thank you. The Elder Scrolls Fallout, <laughs> uh, Machine Games Wolfenstein, and It's Doom. Those games, and maybe like some of the Tango Gamework stuff, like uh, like um, the Evil Within, for example. I don't know about the Evil Within, but those first four games that I mentioned, like those games are so huge on a worldwide level that Microsoft would literally be throwing away millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars by making them exclusive to Xbox and PC. And I I literally do not think that it makes any sense for them. I think the way that they're going to get people to buy Xboxes is not to make those games exclusive to Xbox, but to put them on Game Pass where they will be free for Xbox players. Right. So I still think that you're going to get The Elder Scrolls 6 for $70 on PS5, 
But if you have an Xbox, it's free because you have Game Pass. So then they sell consoles, and they right. get so that's then they get game consoles. and they get Game Pass subscriptions. Now, I mean, I part of me too is like kind of hoping that this is true, just because like I'm one of those people that if it if the fucking next Elder Scrolls game slash Doom game slash whatever is exclusive to Xbox. I'm going to be looking for deals on Xbox Series X's because I, you know, just because I want to play those games. Yeah, and now, I think I think you're going to get this, man. I think I think that's what's going to happen. But I, yeah, but I think it's coming to. I mean, even if I got to wait a year, that 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 alone might be enough to drive some people to buy an Xbox. But like, I don't even think they'll do that. I think honestly, it's going to be like, hey, you want to play it for free? Fucking buy an Xbox. It's so hard to say because they do specially say Game Pass on here, right? That's what they're, yeah. But they said it's about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. The word exclusive is is making people nervous, I think. So uh, we'll just see. All we can do is speculate, Jake. Let's uh, try to keep this podcast moving. That's an interesting news point. It has been confirmed that the PS5, Jake, is the fastest selling system in U.S. history. That's not really all that surprising. I mean, the PS4 was close, but the PS5 is outselling it. It's just crazy. It's crazy because it's people can't get it yet. Yeah, I, it's they're going to sell gazillions of them. I mean, people just and that's the thing well, is that. Maybe after this I Xbox know, news, who knows? Eh, I know that Xbox, you know, they're selling, they're hard to find too. But like, I really find it hard to believe that the Series X is going to outsell the PS5. I think it's going to be similar to, you know, basically the PS4, PS5 generation mm-hmm. where the Xbox maybe sells 30, 40% of what the PS playstation sells so and i mean i could be wrong about that and this bethesda thing could change that but i don't know they're gonna sell a shitload of ps5s i mean i'm honestly my the biggest ps5 news i'm waiting for which will be years down the road is i want to see the inevitable ps5 slim and i want to see what the fucking redesign looks like because i still hate the look of the ps5 that's funny Ah, yeah. So that's cool. Good job, Sony, on the PS5. Square Enix. I I always call Square Enix, and I'm pretty sure it's Enix, isn't it? Um, no one knows how to I, pronounce these things. Yeah, I mean, I used to call it Enix all the time too. Yeah. I, I don't think it really matters. It's a Pennsylvania thing. Square Enix. I'm gonna stick into my guns. Is having a showcase on March 18th, and they have teased a new Life is Strange game. Jake, did you ever finish Life is Strange 2? No, and I just I it was too real. Good. Well, no, and it's not that I, I I I enjoyed it. It was just very. I started playing it like towards the beginning of the pandemic stuff, and it was like I really don't want to play a game this depressing right now. That's what I'm saying. It was like too real. Yeah, so I just and I never went back to it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. But hey, this showcase is going to be uh, roughly forty minutes showing uh, a forty minutes showing rather of what they've been cooking up. 
Um, we do expect to see more info on your favorite game, Jake Outriders, as well as Marvel's <laughs> Avengers and something about the 25th anniversary of Tomb Raider, among other games. Now, I hope that they announce a new Tomb Raider game. It's probably going to... I don't know what it's going to be. Like I, I think they need to keep rolling with this Tomb Raider franchise. They, Yeah, they should. I mean... Uh, Crystal Dynamics did the Avengers game. Hopefully, they're not fucking with that anymore, and hopefully, they'll uh, they'll Crystal Dynamics will go back to making Tomb Raider because they didn't make Shadow the Tomb Raider. Somebody else made that. So, um, and I heard it was fine. Yeah, it was you fine. Know, I have I mean, them all. You know, I I haven't played Shadow the Tomb Raider yet, but I know that like the second one, whatever Rise of the Tomb Raider, I played that and I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. I just hate this shit. These like showcases. Like I wish they would just fucking put some, just put some fucking trailers up on your, your YouTube. Like what? Like, I don't want to have to sit there and watch a 40 minute video. Like, I don't know. I, it's just irritating. This is, this is the type of shit that like, this is the new thing, right? Since E3 Directs, is on now right? and like all this stuff, like, it's like, now, instead of having these like three or four conferences that we watch once a year that give us most of the shit, plus, you know, you've got every weekend Gamescom there's some shit going TGS, on. Now. right? Now it's like, oh, I got this fucking thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and all these online showcases. Not to mention all the like, award shows now. Yeah, and like the Resident Evil thing, like, why the hell did we have that? I mean, it was pointless. Like, this seems like it's at least a little bit more worth our time because it's like 40 minutes of shit, but like, I don't know. Am I going to watch this? I'll probably, I'll probably look up the recap, and if any of it looks interesting, I'll watch the trailers for that. Yeah, and it always airs on like a weekday while everybody's at work. Like the yeah. time is like awful. Yeah. It's always like the worst time. It's not like Saturday night at like eight o'clock at night or something that they could do that. I mean, it's all pre-recorded. So why don't they put this at a time where people aren't aren't busy living life? Like you know, I, I know like the uh, I want to say the Resident Evil thing was five o'clock. 5 p.m. That's how most people get out of work. Like, you know, and granted, yeah, we're wow. working from home, but... Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's annoying. So, I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is. I'm salty today. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> did you see this? This was kind of freaking weird. Uh, this is from Push Square that somebody actually rewrote the code for the PS5 user interface, but they did it all in JavaScript, and then they used... They show you all the code that they used, and they it's like a it's like an education in how to like write JavaScript, but it's all workable, and like you can use the JavaScript on your computer, and it looks, displays, acts exactly like the PS5 user interface. It's really freaking interesting if you're like a coder or anything. I mean, that's it's interesting, but it, why? why? Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I could think of a million things. Like, the PS5 UI is fucking garbage. Why would you want to, like, copy that? Maybe that's the joke. Is like it, project. They're comparing it to, like, just JavaScript coding. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know, but it was really strange. It's weird. interesting. It's strange, though. It's really freaking weird. I thought it was worth putting in there. Hey, Destruction All-Stars got a pretty, pretty sizable patch, Jake. Uh, you can find more on that online. Um, but I just felt it was kind of necessary to mention this, being that this is one of the very few PS5 exclusive games available to us at the moment. So they're patching it. I don't know what kind of traction this game has. I know my time with it was enjoyable, 
but I didn't like stick to it. I got pretty good at it, but I wasn't like amazing or anything at it. But I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on this game. You didn't play much of it besides the intro, right? I played a couple matches going into so we could talk about it on the show, and then I basically just deleted it off my PlayStation. You did it just, it's, it. It's not. I mean, I thought it was. It played well. It just is not the type of game for me. I would have much preferred like a twisted metal game instead of a twisted metal TV series. Yeah. Hey, Jason Graves, the composer uh, for Little Hope, which we just talked about in a couple episodes ago, which is part of the Dark Pictures anthology, did a nice little interview with the folks over at Push Square. Again, anytime I have a chance to unveil a little bit of the, of the curtain that puts both music and gaming together, I will. But I enjoyed this interview. He was talking about Man of Medan and how that was like in the ocean, like the, the, the setting and stuff. And like he was like, I just kept hearing like triplets and like. Like da, 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 da. and like that's how like he composed the music. Like he kept recurring, going back and recurring. Dude, anytime I can can listen or watch somebody talk about how they wrote video game music, like for like games like this, it's so interesting to me. It's almost like it has a waltz feel, right? Like a three four time or something. Mm-hmm. And then this guy also did the soundtrack for Moss, which was a PSVR exclusive, which I really want to get back and finish. I got that game for free. Uh, I got lucky on Reddit. Someone gave away a code, and I was I snagged it before anybody else. And I still haven't finished the game, but I want to play that. And uh, he also did the soundtrack for some of my notes here. Can't remember what it was. The first, uh, oh no, the Little Hope. Um, I think I talked about that. I think there was another one. Let me see here. It doesn't matter. Moss might have been the one I was talking about. But this guy, this guy does a lot of music. This is a really great interview with him over at Push Square. They talk about music creation for video games. And I believe on the PlayStation blog right now they have a uh, uh, an interview with the guy who did some of the AstroBot music for Astro's uh, Playroom. I almost said Rescue Mission, but Playroom. But anyways, I did do this next one, Jake. I don't know if you saw the note, uh, but we usually don't tout other sites for deals that they're offering, and I don't know what this site's about. It's called CD Keys. Is it legit? Have you been to this site? What's it? What's the website? CD Keys. It's uh, like cd-keys.com, and it was linked off of Push Square's website. Like they're like, mm. check out this site, and they're giving away, not giving, they're selling a year of PlayStation Plus for twenty eight dollars right now. That seems seems weird. Yeah. Well, I did it. I mean, it, did it work? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got. The code, put it in. I renewed. I'm good for till May of 2022 now. 28 huh. bucks. That's a deal. That's a great deal. Yeah. I've I, never I, seen uh, it cheaper. I typically am a little bit wary of websites <laughs> with super fucking generic URLs. Yeah. Like CDkeys.com. But I've heard of it. Especially since nobody calls them, like nobody calls it CD key. Like there has, nobody has used a CD key in fucking 15 <laughs> years. And now we've got this website called CDkeys.com. It sounds like some. It's real though. People on Reddit use it all shit. the time. They're always advertising PlayStation deals because you can buy download codes for games on the PSN for really cheap too. It's really weird. How I don't know how they do what they do. I'm surprised they haven't gotten shut down yet. And part of my concern was I was going to buy this code, put it in my uh, PlayStation profile or whatever, redeem it. And Sony was going to be like, uh, you just tried to hack a free year of blah, 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 blah. And like shut my account down. Um, didn't happen. It worked. So if you're looking for another year of PS plus for less than $30, which is half price at this point, I think, 
uh, that's not a bad option yeah, right now. I think it's sixty bucks now. Yeah, year. yeah, twenty eight dollars for a year, dude. At this with this code, risk it. Use a PayPal account so they can't steal your card info. That's what I did. There, there are like websites now where you can you can make like a proxy for your credit card and shit, which is really interesting. That is interesting. All right. So, anyways, that happened, Jake. That's all I have for news today. But uh, I just wanted to talk about that. Let's talk about some new games, dude. This is such a lackluster podcast today. I feel like maybe it's just where I'm at in my brain. Maybe it sounds fine to the listener. I just feel like there's not a lot going on right now. It was a pretty slow week, but March 9th, Gensau Skydrift. March 10th, Die Young and Star Renegades. These are all PS4 unless I say otherwise. March 11th, Arcade Action Wrestling. Uh, Bishujo, Battle Cyber Panic, Doodle Devil, 3 Evolution. It kind of looks like Revolution, but it's not. Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game. Four. That is a PS5 release, as well as PS4. Monster Truck Championship, PS5. Note. A composer and a note. <laughs> what the hell? It's a stupid name. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Smashing the Battle, Ghost Soul. And then March 12th, we have Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time for the PS5, which is an upgrade. People are probably excited about that one. Die Young is a Dio era Black Sabbath song. So while I have nothing to say about the game that's coming out, it's a great fucking song off of an amazing album. So go check that out. There you go. Heaven and Hell by Black Sabbath. Yeah. One of the best albums. Yeah. If our if our podcast wasn't already a little dire sounding today, <laughs> I've got some actually some sad news. Um, dude, I grew up in the uh, punk rock scene here in Northwest PA, and I was inspired by this band called Montgomery Burns. And I have uh, some records of theirs, seven-inch records, and uh, I was probably like 14, 15. I saw that my first concert they played, my first real concert as a kid, being exposed to like, loud punk rock music. They headlined it. There was another band called Davenport on the bill. There was another band called The Simpletons, who I'm friends with. Actually, Jim Stone, who drums Wonder by Land, used to play in The Simpletons. And uh, they, they changed their name to The Caddies. It's a long story. But anyways, uh, another band called The Ick played. And then they were from like Eastern PA-ish area. And then uh, the opener was this local band called Flo Eggplants. Well, Montgomery Burns was like one of those bands that like I saw it was one of the first bands I ever saw that like blew my mind. They're uh, a guy that I'm really good friends with now. His name's Joey. Um, at the time had like these crazy long dreadlocks. Right. And when you're like a kid in junior high back in like early 90s, like this isn't like a hairstyle you would see at junior high because like, you know, it was just everything's new and changing for you. Like. You know, but Joey was probably like 17 at the time and he had these huge freaking dreadlocks and he had like these crazy like cut off shorts and like he was playing his guitar and just leaping all over the place in this like this church like wasn't even an auditorium just like this room and they, they'd rented out this uh, universalist church anyways like it, it, mind blown that's what I want to do right so I buy their record and I, I fall in love with their band. And uh, this is the only time I ever saw them. Um, they ended up breaking up. Their singer ended up moving all the way out to Chicago, started a band out. Not Joey. Uh, their singer, Mark, moved out there. Long story short, uh, Joey and I became really good friends. Like After they broke up, 
my I started I started a band and then like we would do shows with Joey's new band and I was like dude Montgomery Burns meant so much to me and he was just like yeah man whatever it's cool you know and I'm like dude but you don't understand like you were the dude like in the band like like I saw you like leaping around like a crazy person I was like man I want to I want to do what that guy does and he was just so modest and so cool about it we've been in touch we we're, we're friends now we talk uh, quite frequently we've been talking more lately but anyways Joey got a hold of me. And told me that his old bandmate Mark from Montgomery Burns passed away, and I was just so bummed out. Like he he uh, lost his battle to cancer. He's only forty six. But if you want to listen to Montgomery Burns, I like this band so much. They were on episode twenty five as the closing track, and they were on episode one thirty one. But I picked the same song for some reason. You know, there were like a hundred episodes in between. But uh, it, uh, if you want to listen to one of their songs, I don't know where else you can find their music. But um, what's also really weird about this? Is if you like punk rock at all, then, uh, you know, I'm looking at them like, man, that sucks, dude. I'm so bummed out. I put on all my Montgomery Burns records, listen to, listen to them again. I was just, man, what a great singer and songwriter and great artist. But um, I was scrolling through Instagram that night, and then the Lawrence Arms, like this really pretty well known punk rock band out of Chicago, had this big post on their Instagram page. And it was just like, uh, hey, uh, you know, even though. Mark, and this different name, I didn't know his last name. You know, Mark wasn't officially part of our band. He was part of this whole thing that we've been doing as the Lawrence Arms. He lived in the Lawrence Arms house. Um, he lost his battle with cancer. You know, we'll see you in Valhalla sometime or something like that. I'm like, wait, that can't be the same Mark, is it? And then, sure as shit, it's the same dude that was in Montgomery Burns that like inspired me, was still doing cool shit in Chicago up until the day he passed. So, like... Dude, that's what's so cool about the punk rock community is like, we're really good to one another. You know what I mean? Like, we really are. Like, I feel like we really are. We look out for one another and bands just try to lift one another up all the time. And if we see people that need a hand or, you know, I mean, it's not the most lavish lifestyle because you don't make a lot of money doing this at all. But, like, that kind of, like, friendship and stuff is, like, 100% irreplaceable. Like, the friends you meet and the bands you get to meet and, like, just the, the camaraderie and then just just that unity that you feel, uh, like, people just sharing the stage and, and just being cool and being really kind to one another. Like, I've never been – I man, I'm so fortunate that, I you know, I was able to experience all that stuff growing up because I feel like it did kind of change me a little bit. But I'll get off my, my soapbox about it. But if, if you can – uh, I'm sure Mark would appreciate it. He played in a band called The Feds out of Chicago. There's, I think there's a shitty band called The Feds, too, so don't look at them. Uh, I don't even know how to find their stuff, but uh, if you can find any music by Montgomery Burns, tune into one of those episodes I said before. Give it a spin. Uh, they were fantastic and integral in my uh, my interest in punk rock. So it was uh, episode 25 and episode 131. You can go to our Tumblr site and look at old episodes and listen to them over there. Um, that being said, dude, I was going to put a Montgomery Burns song at the end, but I'd already told this band that we were going to put their music on, so I can't, like, do that. So, anyways, uh, music at the end of the show um, may possibly exclude it from our YouTube channel for copyright reasons, so don't forget to download and or stream the episode as well as others on your preferred podcasting platform. But as mentioned earlier, it is by a band called The Fake Smiles. 
And this is their song called Checked Out. And you can listen to more of the Fake Smiles on Spotify. Now, funny story how we got this song. Back in that scene I was talking about, the drummer for a band called Farfetched. And uh, he also drummed for a band called Fallon. Uh, his name's Greg Butler. He's a really good guy, nice friend of mine. He moved on and started playing with this band called River City High, who I think were actually did something on MTV at one point, which is crazy because it came from the small padunk like, you know, area. But uh, he reached out to the podcast said, hey, I'm in this project. I'm doing this project. It's called The Fake Smiles. If you want to put one of our songs on, you can. So this is a song by The Fake Smiles on Spotify, or, uh, from their Spotify page. And don't forget, if you have original music, feat, uh, you want it featured on the show, you can send MP3 to our email account, which is awesome at gmail.com, along with your band name and the title of the song. We will notify you when or if it goes live. Jake, is there anything else you want to talk about before we close the show out? It's a shorter show. I feel good about it. Not a lot to talk about today, I don't think. The only thing is, I don't think we ever talked about it on the show. Oh, no. Did you see the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, no, I don't think I watched it. I heard it's really It graphic. actually looks awesome, yeah, surprisingly. I'm... It looks awesome. Don't get me wrong. When I was a kid, I fucking loved the OG, like, 95 or 96, whenever it came out, Mortal Kombat mm. movie. I thought it was so good as a kid. And it had that... I think it was like... I was reading an article recently that said it was like... It was like the first or the only fucking, like, rock EDM soundtrack like edm soundtrack to to fucking chart in the top 10 in the billboard mm. and because of that movie so everybody knows like the iconic fucking theme song from the mortal Kombat movie right yeah so uh, i don't know if they'll integrate that into this new movie at all but like the the trailer for the movie is just so fucking brutal and gory it looks mm. awesome i don't the movie's probably gonna suck because all video game movies suck but i'm I'm thinking it looks cool. It's I don't right. even watch movies, but yeah. are you gonna watch it? Probably. This if movie? it comes out, yeah, yeah, sure. This is like one of those things where, like, how do you make a movie about just a bunch of characters that have different skill sets of moves that just want to compete in a tournament and not have it be like Bloodsport? It's it's tough. Well, I, I mean, they kind of explain it a little bit in the trailer, right? Yeah. But it's. It's definitely an easier movie concept than making a fucking TV series out of Twisted Metal. I mean, I, you know, because they had to mm. manufacture some shit for that. At least in, at least for Mortal Kombat, they could literally make a movie that's like, we got this fucking tournament and you got to go. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a trite concept, but at least it's like kind of a, you know, package, pre-packaged movie for you. If you win, you save your world. If you die, your world yeah. blows up. Just something. like fucking an hour and a half of people killing each other. <laughs> Just these really high tense battles. I mean, that would probably go over better than anything right now with how, with how popular UFC is. Yeah, honestly, they're just like. Do you remember? You remember the character? Did you play Mortal Kombat at all? Yeah, dude, dude. The the recent Mortal Kombat actually was a really big story, and it was like it was really good. It was way more than just a competition. But go ahead. So I know that like Mortal Kombat Eleven sold a shitload of copies, and I think Ten actually sold really well too. But you remember? So everyone knows who Sub Zero is, right? He's the fucking ninja yeah. with the ice powers, right? It's amazing. Then, you remember Jax, the guy with the fucking robot arms? Yeah. So He's in the trailer, house, yeah. in the trailer, it's so, I, everyone should go watch this trailer. In the trailer, <laughs> like Jax is like 
running through the building like he's like this uh he's running through this building i guess trying to find sub-zero or something he's got a gun like he's some special forces guy and he goes to shoot sub-zero from point blank range and sub-zero just like grabs his gun and like freezes his gun all the way up his arms and just rips his fucking arms off and that's how Jax gets the robot like they show it in the trailer it's like his origin story yeah, and it's and it's just, I don't know. I, That's kind of cool, dude. It just seems like it just seems awesome to me that like they're they're trying to come up with some ways to like tie these characters together to like make it a little bit more impactful. But I'm into it. I'm gonna watch yeah. it when we're done with the show. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's cool. Cool, man. Well, anyway, good. that's all I got. No, that's a great addition. <laughs> it's definitely a great way to like pick up the mood of the podcast. I was just like, yeah. man. But I. Dude, I ah uh, yeah, dude, go listen to Montgomery Burns. And watch that trailer. Watch that trailer for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Do both at the same time. Yeah, it'll be probably the best moment you'll have all weekend. Uh, but anyways, dude, I, I appreciate the listeners as always. We both do. We we really appreciate you guys being part of the show. Uh, we'll we'll come back. We'll make up for our lack of energy today. Maybe it doesn't sound like we have a lack of energy, man. I don't know. They always say like when I'm on stage, they say like, man, if like if you're not feeling it, don't tell the crowd you're not feeling it because then they're gonna think like it sucks. But yeah. I mean, I'm transparent, dude. Like I, I'm just, I just don't have steam in me right now. It's been a long weekend, but we're trying to be, uh, be consistent with the podcast. So hopefully, there was something in this show for you, and uh, you just wanted to hear lovely voices croon you, hey, croon people. Speaking of croon, there's going to be a song next next week by a band called Crooner, I believe. But for now, we're going to take a listen to the Fake Smiles with their song checked out. So, like Genshin Impact. Guacamelee and G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. P.S. This is this is awesome. awesome. Alright, dude, that was a good that was a good enough show. But I'm not computing Sorry, no comprehension Bye-bye.